When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the best of the run home with Joel and Fletch. And it was a, as Gibbo likes to use this word, Brian, eclectic. Yes, we jumped all around the place. We, we tend to do that. I, I, I really like the Kerry Packer story to kick us off. Uh, boys, you know how um, there's been a lot of Kerry Packer stories uh, over the years? You know, his, his gambling stories and yes. his generosity. And they've always, no one's really ever spoken about them. So the one I heard was about he was flying from Vegas Need to get back to LA and there was no flights available. So he hitched the ride in a cargo plane and the cargo plane, plane happened to be uh, transporting some dogs. It was actually two dogs. That's not, that's not, <laughs> that's not a joke. <laughs> Shout out to Jimmy Smith. Uh, so the, <laughs> anyway, so he's sitting in this cargo plane. He's got to get back to LA for this thing. And anyway, or might, might've been New York. I'm not too sure. Anyway, these dogs are barking and he said to the pilot, he said, I've got to get this, these dogs out of their cage. They're driving me mad. You know, they've, Freaking out. The bloke goes, I'm so sorry. That's the rules of the airline. You can't do it. So he said, wait here. Got off the plane, made a call, jumped back up, let the dogs out of the – and sat on the um, – sat with him while he flew. And the pilot said, no, you can't do that. And he goes, Get, go start flying, son. I've just bought your company. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> so we've got this. This was uh, the great John Daly, and he was on a, a podcast called Full Send over there in America. Take a listen. Kerry Packer came in there playing the Pro-Am with um, Greg Norman. I was in there that morning. I pulled in and won me about 150 grand of slots. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm going to go put my stuff up, maybe play nine holes, whatever. Well, Kerry and Norman walk in and, hey, Kerry wants to meet you. Hello, mate, whatever. And he goes, hey, come watch come watch this gamble a little bit. I watched him lose $8.2 million in less than three hours and goes to the cage. I got my little... You know, back then you got the coins and crap and you got a little cash or whatever, but what I wanted. But he goes in and um, uh, he always had guys that had cash on him, right, briefcases. So the lady at the thing goes, uh, uh, Carrie says, let me, let me write you a check. I'm going to play golf tomorrow or, or play this, play gamble again tomorrow. We prefer cash. As guys fork out a little bit of, a lot of money. I'll see you tomorrow. J.D., come back. Make a long story short, he hit him for $52 million the next day. What the f***? We'll write you a check. Oh no no no, no mate! No no baby. Let's they go had back to borrow. To they had to borrow money to pay him, and Steve Wynn popped in there and put build the win. No oh. way. Mm. <laughs> that would have been quite a good gang. What a life! Kerry Packer, John Daly, and and old blue shorts, old short <laughs> shorts. So that maybe those stories are true because you yeah. hear the ones about the, the Texan. You know, I'll flip you for it. Yeah, you've heard that That's one. one I, yeah. And the other one, the waitress. Paid a mortgage off. Yeah, and she said, "How much do you how much do you own for your mortgage?" And she said, "Oh, three hundred twenty-five thousand. He went chip, chip, chip. Put on a plate. And said, "You own your house." Did you hear the one about Shaq? Shaq tells the story and about Kerry. No, 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 not about <laughs> Kerry, but about talking about you know money, I suppose. So he'd sit in these negotiations, and whoever say he was negotiating with a sponsor or big contract, whatever it was, and they wouldn't really look at him. They'd talk to his lawyers, and it really agitated him. Yeah. So he went and did his master's, I think it was in the legal space. So he, he goes to this university and he says, I want to be master's. And they said, yeah, 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 but it's an online course. He said, oh, look, I don't really want to do the online course. 
I really sort of rather have face to face. And they said, look, we can't do a face to face for one person. He said, how many people do you need? She said, oh, we need 15. So he enrolled 15 of his mates <laughs> to do and paid for it all yeah. to do their masters, the shack. Yeah. Yeah. He seems like a good fella. Yeah. Although in that documentary, I was off him a little bit, <laughs> a little bit. But he's quite, I love, I love that what him and Charles Barkley got going. Question. Without Question. No, without On this day in 1997, oh, 1997 yeah. uh, Scotland was the venue where they announced that they had. So I believe that the the sheep was born about six months earlier, but they must have kept it under their under sheep. their hat. A sheep. A sheep. Yeah. A clone sheep, Brian. Oh, Dolly. Dolly. Yeah. That was the first question. What was the name of the the sheep? Dolly. Dolly. Right. Dolly, who goes on to have six children, actually. Mm. Uh, but the question is, why Dolly? Why did they call the sheep Dolly? Uh, I don't know. DB alert. So Parton. Yeah, Dolly Parton, because it was from the memory glands. Oh. The breast. <laughs> and so these DBs over there in Scotland. Said Dolly. That's how they came up with the name Dolly. Right. Because remember around the same time they would remember the transplants? We saw those the mice ears and with the ears growing <laughs> off what poor old mice. That's they right. cop a fair you know, they why are they always the go to? Have they got similar sort of uh, biological System as us. It's, well, yeah. when, when you're growing up and you're deciding what animal you want to be, okay. You're not, you're not right be a, if you, you want to be a mouse? Okay, here's your options. You're going to be running on a wheel that goes nowhere forever. Yeah. Or you're going to be going for cheese that's a false economy that's yeah. going to have your head chopped We're off. We're going to give you all sorts of drugs. <laughs> yeah. And if you die, you're sweet. <laughs> that's right. Uh, it's, uh, yeah, the, the rat and the mouse. Don't want to be either of them. No way, Jose. No way, Jose. How are you, Brooksy, by the way? We've been here for 17 minutes. We've hardly come to you. No, you, I've I've got some stuff on the mice human thing. So almost all of the genes in mice share functions with the genes in humans. Gotcha. I.e., we develop the same way from egg and sperm and have the same kind of organs: heart, brain, lungs, kidneys, mm. etc. As well as similar tra- similar circulatory, rep- <laughs> reproductive, digestive, hormonal, and nervous system. So that's why they probably use mice because we've got the same DNA. We can replicate stuff. I don't know. Speaking of animals and testing. We interviewed the great uh, Ryan Pappenhuysen uh, last week. By the way, he's probably about three months away. He's so for those for those people out there looking to get on the storm, he's about three months away. He breeds stick insects, and they don't have sex. Really? They have. They give birth, they but they don't have sex. How does that happen? Google that, please, Brooks. I, I was. I, well, I asked him, and he also said tortoises don't have sex. Ah, uh, they do. Well, it wasn't that, that frisky tortoise go, getting around. I think it's a turtle. But do you mean they're not reliant upon the opposite sex? Is I don't know. No. He, no. he just said stick insects don't mate. Mm, they get plenty of Texas, though. Well, he, uh, he'd he mate a lot. Do I they think. drop eggs and then does a female stick I'm insect sure. drop the eggs and then Picks the male fertilizes them? Can't tell you. I asked him that. He couldn't even tell me. How's the text board going, Brian? Uh, boys, Kerry Packer's life was saved by a defibrillator. Only some ambulances yes. had them now at the time, and he got lucky. Now they all have it. I've heard that one as well. That's a cracking story. He paid for them, didn't he? Yep. That was from Lundy. Yep. 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 Yeah. Keep them coming through. This <laughs> <laughs> The run home with Joel and Fletcher. We will get into a bit of sport after this. Matty John's going to join us. And you've been uh, waxing lyrically about this young man, Darren Coleman, the coach of the Waratahs. He'll join us as well. Welcome back to the best of the run home with Joel and Fletch. And this caused quite the stir where word getting out that the Roosters would love to get their paws 
mm. or their what do you call them? feet, chicken feet, their talons. chicken feet, yeah. their talons. That's it. Thank you very much, Brooksy. On to Dom Young early. Yeah, I know. There's, there's talk of a, of a swap. Why don't we just do a swap for swap? I've just been thinking about this. Why don't they just go Tupu up the uh, M1? Yep. Dom comes down the M1. No probs. Thank you. Time now for an NRL preseason update. Make your own rules at Anytime Fitness. One week to go, Brian. That feeling where you turn up to the ground, it'll be those players getting into the dressing sheds for their mm. first game of the year. Exciting. It is exciting. Dankerub. I don't think there's much more. I don't think the players use Dankerub anymore. They used to love the smell of that. Do they not use it at all? Well, I don't think so. I think it's pain away now, isn't it? I I used to love that smell. We're going to talk to Shawnee the trader a bit later on. I think he agrees with me. Um, As we get into the NRL news, Parramatta are despised outsiders. No Pappenhausen, no Justin Olam. They're at home. They've just come off a grand final. Oh, you're saying oh, Parramatta game? Sorry, on. they're despised <laughs> outsiders. Yeah. They're hosting the Melbourne Storm. Yeah. Sands, Pappenhausen, Sands, Fear. Yep. It's. I promise you one thing. They start with a dollar in front of them. It's not two dollars something. No. They're, they're two twenty-five. You with me there? I am with you. Yep. Christian Welsh coming back from a knee. Yeah. You know, it's usually eighteen months. Uh, Fresh off a grand final at a Pat Combank Stadium, SEN will have the call. By the way, yeah, they've got they've got a few missing, as we know. So they're yeah, not they're I, not I, that they're not big outsiders like that. No way, no, no, no way. Cheese. Buoyed by the uh, Moses news, mm. no Bromwich Brothers, no cheese, no Felice, no way. No, it's it's that price will flip. That price will flip, and I, the coal miner agrees. Anyway, <laughs> one week to go. Roosters of the Knights in. T- what about this? this Roosters and the Knights. Unraveling, isn't it? In talks with player swap. Roosters want dumb. I've got your name in mid. Roosters want Dom Young for yeah. 2023, which is Dom Yum, as you call him. Yeah. But why? Why do they want him for 2023? Is there question marks over Kiri? I and therefore, s- Manu, Manu goes to six. I why think there's do they questions want over the centre, and there's, I think there's a question on the, for the left centre. Who, who currently are the centres? Uh... The murderer, yeah, Tomorowski. yeah, and Manu. and left wing. So you're you're right make, wing, right wing. Yes, so you're making the centres Suli'i and Manu. Yep, and Dom Yum. Yep, and on right wing and Tupu. Tupu. Yep, I, that's what I'm thinking. Gotcha. There's always been because remember uh, in the, especially against South they got stripped for numbers down that left side constantly. Mm. Yeah, to be fair, that South game, I think yeah, there was Drew Hutchinson was playing centre at times. Yeah. Like I'm just that, thinking of that. That Was uh, was that Sunday Sinbin? No, I think. Remember that? Oh. That's on in round three. I'm looking forward to that. Mm. <laughs> Tex- yeah. Texans box. That was it. awesome. How good was it? That was I know awesome. it was a bad advertisement for Kitty sitting at home watching it, but goodness me. Mate, Peter Overton had half the shift off. That's right. It, it, went, it for, went way into the news. Yeah. It's yeah. so a crazy idea Having teams play back-to-back rounds, I thought that was a great fortnight, that they finished the season and had week one of the finals. We've seen it in the finals sometimes where the round 25 game has been replicated week one of the finals. Would you like to see it during the season? Let's say round eight, round nine. So whilst the Sharkies still. and the Dragons yeah, play each other in back-to-back rounds. So if you get suspended or you get injured or something happens in that first game, it rolls on to the opponent that you just had in the second game. Like a rivalry fortnight sort of thing. Would you like to see? I, I, I don't know mind people that. Blow up mm. about the draw not being even, and we played the Titans played the Eels in round one and round five. But 
I'd love to see it every now and then. Maybe spice up some of the non-rivalries yeah. by doing it. That that part I don't understand. How you can meet someone in round one and round six, I think it's ridiculous. But, Brian, I think it's just got to be, it has to be, the first 16 rounds of the competition is when you play yeah. everyone once. Correct. So we get a real real good guide as to absolutely, where we're absolutely. sat, right? Then you start to play your second games. There's been a reason, and I don't know, well, the NRL have come out and said, what is the reason that they can't do that? Because they're saying it's unfair for the for the next eight rounds or seven rounds. They've, they've come out for – we've asked this question before, and I can't remember what was the answer. But it is ridiculous when you see you that. You have to just play everyone once and then have your, your duplicates. Like it's mm. – just on rivalries, the Chooks Bunnies rivalry, as we know, is just getting bigger and bigger. You know, fans mm. getting around. Are we? Th- can you name any other clubs that it's as, it's as passionate? You know, they say Parramatta and Canterbury, but I think that's gone. That's probably was up there, but due to the fact that the Bulldogs dropped off yeah. there and the Eels dropped off a bit when the Bulldogs were good, it didn't really hold. But now it's like dragons and sharks. Is that one? It, yeah, but that and they haven't been playing at Cogra. No. They've been playing down at Wollongong. It's just awesome. Like the crowd get it. The crowd is. Hang on, hang on, Gibbo. Uh, Brett's on the text line. Brett says, Joel, when was the last time Melbourne lost their first round? You pelican, right? <laughs> well, what what do you want to do, Brett? Just are you offering me a hundred to one for Parramatta if that's the case? <laughs> yeah. I didn't say they would win or lose the game. I said the price for Parramatta was ridiculous. So, Brett, if you're giving me a hundred to one for Parramatta because Melbourne have won their last. Their first game for many, many years. Oh, one, wasn't it? Newcastle? Yeah, I, I get that no, and I know I that. I fought for. But everything's at a price, Brett. Everything's at a price. So what price do you think, Brett, based on that, Parramatta should be? Mm. Have your say. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. Gibbo. On the rivalries, Fletch, what yes. about the Broncos and the Cowboys? The traditional Queensland rivalry, it's always going to be a big crowd at Suncorp. It's usually on a Friday. Yes, I can see that. It, I, I can understand that is a rivalry, and they had all those good, those tight games. But there's not as it's not no. as violent. Well, I guess Roosters and South have been around since 1908, so maybe it, history plays a bit of a part. But it never it. used to be. I mean, never used to be as because obviously in those days, some some Souths were up, Chooks were up. They weren't sort of on level pegging where they are now, legitimately playing for for premierships. As a player, Fletch, which side took it more seriously? You probably you played on both sides. Yeah, but I played on both sides when I was at the Chooks and Bunnies were struggling. Yeah. And then I went over to the Bunnies and we were struggling still. It, it sort of came back with those late tries. The Reynolds one, the Minicello one. Yeah. Like there was some of those a la Brisbane Cowboys finishes that happened with the Roosters Rabbitohs that sort of took that into the next level. When you know what I think Minicello, it is too? Yeah. The introduction of social media. So fans just give it to each other. Because my mates are either South fans or or Chooks fans, and the banter between them too. You go on to those those forums and stuff, what, which certain one? certain forums, <laughs> and there is genuine hate. Yes. Hate yeah. for genuine. their other supporters. Yep. And yep. then the players obviously get caught up on that. And that's what exactly what happened at, at Allianz that, that, that day. Well, I did a tweet around Taylor May and his suspension, and there's two parties who have just not stopped yeah. going at each other. Like... It's just genuine hate. It's a game of sport. What really. team are they yeah. from? What teams are they from? Well, one's from Penrith. Yeah. And one's from the Bulldogs, I think. Okay. What yeah. are they booing about? Well, one's sort of getting stuck into Taylor May saying stuff him. He should serve it. 
Oh, I oh, got you. And, and the panel was saying, oh, no, mate. Oh, you gotcha. know? Yeah, yeah. So it's all fired up there. Well, is this the next uh, rivalry that will form in the next few years? Yeah. Penrith yes. and the Bulldogs. Yeah. Like, this is another one that can – like, this is the great thing about having the eight, nine teams based around the Sydney area because mm. – you, there's generally, all the last few years, there's been a strong showing from the Sydney clubs. Yep. Like we've had the Sharks, Penrith, Para, Bulldogs are climbing, Roosters have been good. So it's added a bit more to those rival Rabbitohs. That's why those rivalries are starting to Can you to check, check the draw for me, Brooksy, because this is your domain, the Dragons. Please tell me that the Sharks-Dragons is not in Wollongong. I have been waxing lyrically about this for years. Why would you have the Sharks taking on... The Dragons in Wollongong. Yeah. That, that's got local derby Correct. every single day of the week. If you ever play those two games, you're either playing in Cronulla or you're playing yep. at Cogra. There is no Wollongong for that particular fixture. Yeah. Thoughts? Round three, Dragons, Sharks, Cogra. Good. Oh, good. So we're back, good. baby. Good. PVL. Good. Thank you. Thank you very much. What about this one? Now, this, this is um, audacious, if you want to call it that. Tony Mestrov has just recently got the reins, and of course, last year we had the rainbow situation. Yep. The rainbow jersey situation. Now, Craig Field, he served his time, eight years in jail for manslaughter, released from jail just about a year ago or so. He talked to the players. So he was invited uh, by Tony Mestrov to talk to the players about his career and his struggles off the field. Um, part of Anthony Seabold's plan is to really sort of cotton onto the old players a weekly presentation of the players. So they've had a lot of ex-players come in to speak to the Manly side. Brett Stewart, Steve Menzies also talked to the group. Yeah, Neil Tierney. Neil Tierney, yeah. Who yeah. else? Owen Cunningham. Mm. Nick Kosef, one of the greats. Yep. Beaver. Yep. Just thinking of Denny Moore. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I think Anthony Colella went in there too, didn't he? <laughs> did he? Yeah, just yeah. before Craig Hancock did. That's right. Yeah. Brendan Reeves get a start. Reeves, he got a start. Reeves, he got a start. Uh... I think Benny Farrah too. Did he? He went in the chat. Who's miss- Ben Farrah? Yeah, am I missing anyone else? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was the Kevin Tony Iro. Ah, oh, The brother. Yeah. But what other manly players should they get in there? Like we're not someone. We want someone big and bustling who's who was like a, a real force on the field. Mm. Billy Weepu. Exactly. Billy Weepu. Yeah. Oh yeah, I reckon Tony Williams as well. T Rex. Bulking. Yep. Yep. Front rower. Right. Second yeah, rower. They need a little bit of starch in their forwards. Uh, that was you know from last year. We need someone. A manly, an Noel ex-manly Cleo. player. Yeah. Like, like st- still keeping fit sort of player. Yeah, someone who, who can show them what they what Off they the back fence. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Mark Bryant. Marky Bryant. Yeah. Brent, Brent Kite. I can't think of anyone. No. no that's, uh, don't know. It'll, it'll come to me. Yeah, it'll come to you. Can get Harrigan in, maybe. Paul Harrigan. Of course. Yeah, challenged he, Manly. Yeah, because I remember him, Neil Tinney, used to just go hammer and tong at each other. Yeah, so those great front rowers you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Trying to think of one. I can't mm, think of one. Ben anyway. Kennedy? Well, BK was a back rower. Back rower, but... Yeah. Don't let fear hold you back, Brian. No, I'm not. I'm not no. scared. I'm just wondering about this. What else have we got going on? <laughs> Hello, Spud. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for my phone to ring. Yeah, so I, was I, wanted, I wanted to get yeah. my phone to ring. <laughs> uh, we better break. Plenty more still to come. Uh, just before we do, uh, Dean Iremia will miss the 20... Ah, oh, not another one. ACL. So Dean Iremia has gone down to an ACL... 
sustained the injury in the second half. Um, so there you go. Tui Kamakamitha will miss up to six weeks with a foot injury. Oh, hey, go. Brett, you're still there? You're still there, Brettie boy? That was the NRL preseason <laughs> update. Thanks to Anytime Fitness. Join the gym for anybody. Zero dollar sign up with Anytime Fitness. One day sale. Brett wants to give 101 about the Parramatta Reels in round one. Welcome back to the best of the run home with Joel and Fletch. Don't forget to have your say and your contribution when we're not on air through social media. At Joel Fletch, SEN is a way to do that. The great Matthew Johns is back, so rugby league must be very close, Brian. Yes, Matthew on a Thursday was awesome. This time next week, Brian, you get the band back. Yeah. For your 10th year, 11th year. I'm not sure. I think well, it's 10 this year. Well, Matthew will know. G'day, Matthew. Geez, that time's gone quick. It might be 11. Might be 11, John. 11 Fletch, years. I, yeah, I missed the first Jesus year. I was, doing, I was doing Super Saturdays. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <that's>, <laughs> mate, and, <laughs> and you were perfectly fitted for it as well. Uh, <laughs> just, I, t- just, I tell you yeah. what didn't fit, my suit <laughs> oh, my. that I was knocking around. But that was the great Shervo, the days of the great Shervo, who uh, oh. he's, gone, he's gone on to uh, mate, bigger and better look, things, hasn't he? I was watching him this morning on Sunrise. Yeah, Excellent. He's, he's doing all, a good job. All over it. He was, I tell you what, he was interviewing Jim Jeffries. Ah. Uh, Jim Jeffries, a big fan of his, apparently. <laughs> Do you know my um, my father used to date Jim Jeffries' mum? Your wow. father what? used to date Jim Jeffries' mum. Wow, that's yeah. Uh, I, I, I was unaware. Jim Jeffries told me. Jim Jeffries spoke to him once. He said, "Man, he said, your man grow up in Curry Curry." I said, oh, "Yeah, wow. yes, yeah. Your dad used to date my mum." Wow. It, Is Jim Jeffries one of those uh, unusual people where you got to say his full name? Jim Jeffries. Well, it is like that, isn't it? Yeah, but every, he's always. Yes. When we got Jim Jeffries on, yeah, Jim Jeffries, a comedian. Yes, Mate, one one of the players of the preseason has the Cooper Johns. Yes, you, you never get Cooper or you never get Johns. Cooper yeah, Johns. Cooper Johns. Do you find that, Matty? Johns. Yeah, well, there's Cooper Cronks, yeah. and people. It's one of those. Oh, new, you know how we got like his name? There was remember there was a movie, uh, there was a TV show, Hanging with Mr. Cooper. There for a while. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then one day, um, we're just looking for a name from flicking through the phone book, and she's Trish said, "What do you think about Cooper?" I said, "Well, it's a good show." I said, let's just go with it. And 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 then what was really weird, right, so when Cooper Cronk, when, when Matty Orford signed at, at uh, Manly and Cooper Cronk come and live with us for a little stint, I went and picked him up at the airport and I said, you wouldn't believe it, Coops. I said, I've got a son, Cooper. He said, wow, that's weird. I said, yeah, Cooper Patrick Johns. He goes, you're joking. He said, oh. that's my middle name as well. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, you know who Cooper Cronk is named after? Cooper Cronk is named yes. after the great Cooper Silk. Cooper Silk. From the Bondi, a, a bit of a Bondi local legend. Cooper Silk yeah. played for Bondi United at the age of three. He played footy and, with uh, a nappy on. And, <laughs> and Cooper's, Cooper's um, late father, Cooper Cronk's late father, he um, was a legendary big wave surfer. Correct. In the east grew, up, grew up in the East. So Cooper's basically yeah. another East junior. Did Cooper Cronk pick up the board? No. Never? No. 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 He no. went up to Brizzy. Yeah, he went up to Queensland. Let's stand. We've been talking, Matty, about Dom Young, and mm-hmm. you've got the Newcastle Knights background, Hall of Fame player there. He's one of the stars. Yeah. Newcastle are being courted, of all people, by mm-hmm. the Sydney Roosters to get Dom Young services. What What are your thoughts? Oh, look, Joel, like, I mean, obviously I'm disappointed as a Newcastle fan, but, mate, you know what? The, the young bloke, like, he came out, as a teenager, mm. I was about 18, I believe, came out from Huddersfield, pretty much unknown. And, like, that was a massive move. Like, he, and he went through a lot that first year. He was he was homesick. He came out and, you know, he was still really, like, he, could, he was a really good athlete, but he was really, he was obviously very green around the gills. And I know um, 
and early on they gave him a go in first grade and you could so I remember at the time thinking oh no 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 like mm. it, it's too early and I remember they were playing the Tigers and Madge kept going down his side and so he, that first season he played he had a, he had a lot of difficulty understandably so um, but he just hung in there trained hard he's a terrific young bloke and as I said before getting through all that homesickness that difficult first season of course, because it's high profile of the game, with the criticism that come with it, and to just hang in there and did what he did and have the great season last year, be one of the players of the World Cup. You know what? Good on him. That that's what I think. That like the Roosters, there's no doubt it's a prestige club, and we get there all the time. We say, "Oh, not the bloody Roosters again." But the bottom line is, when a, when the Roosters or a Penrith or a Melbourne Storm come knocking, players are naturally flattered by it, and. You know, it's up to the other clubs to, to close that gap. For the Newcastle point of view, as I said originally, very, very disappointed, but I can't begrudge. I cannot begrudge Dom. Having said all that, we cannot let him go early, a year early. I think there'll probably be a little pre- a little pressure in the next couple of days, but I don't think I don't think he wants to go early. Like, he's, he's really settled there, and they just can't do it. So if Newcastle let him go early, it's what it says... To I think I think what it says to the rest of the league. If you if you're going to let if you, if a club's going to exert pressure on you and there's going to be pressure put on the Knights, whether it be for media or, or the club, to let him go early. Well, if you're going to be bullied off the uh, off the field, then you're going to be bullied on it. They've got to stand their ground and show a bit of strength and say no 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 like you know you know we're good on him. He's gone after this year, but he's still contracted for another season. You know, and he's great. People love him in the Hunter Valley. He's been great for the side. We want another 12 months out of him. What about this, Matty? So I know they're desperate for more forwards, the Newcastle Knights. Yep. If, for example, Robbo said, OK, no, we really want this kid. We've got a premiership mm. window. We think we can take it this year. Egan Butcher, Nat mm. Butcher, one of those two. Satili Tupanua, one of those three. Mm. Would you take well, either of those three to get Dom Young off your books? Well, there's no way they'll let young Egan go mm. because, you know, talking to... I did... Um, Fletch got me to do the chairman's lunch last year. I think about four or five blokes pulled out. And, um, yeah. Yeah, Hori, Hori couldn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mate, Royce Aylef was out of the country. There was lots of... So anyway... Well, Jimmy... So I, yeah. And they were saying, talking to the guys there, they said, mate, look at this bloke, mate, Egan Butcher. Mate, you watch him go. So there is no way there. Oh, look... I don't look. They're they're keen to get they're keen to get Dom because they're assembling a premiership-winning side. I think what the Roosters will say to the, will look to do with the Knights is, you know, they might go, yeah, uh, you know, financial compensation. It could be that. Um, yeah, they might. I can't imagine offering up one of their forwards. I think what they might do is offer up maybe a Corey Allen or one of those guys. I don't know. Maybe an older forward. I'm not sure. But I, I come back to my original point. I just wouldn't let Don go, because because you've just you, you you've caved to the pressure. That that's 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 what I think. You know the people, you know people in, up in the Hunter Valley, talking to a couple of my mates, like they're really disappointed in him, but they love him as a player. And Newcastle need, you know, for this next twelve months, they need a big personality player like Don. You know, he's built his profile up there. Fans love him. I just don't want to see him go. He's going to go at the end of the season. We've got another 12 months. Let's keep him. I'll tell you what he's very good at, Matthew. Poker. So we interviewed him on the Monday. Oh, yeah. 
basically grilled him. Yeah. And he just went, nope, nope, nope. We wake <laughs> up in the morning and then Tuesday it was his sign with the chooks. <laughs> I did see one singular bead of sweat just rolling down <laughs> <laughs> off his brow. But he was, he was very good. He's, he's six very... foot six. You don't, oh, you don't realise how big this kid That's is. That's the Robo to- uh, prototype, isn't it? Yeah. He wants the tall yeah. timber in the back line. He's um and he's a terrific young fella. Like he he he's very quiet, but like he's very popular up there. <laughs> very popular with <laughs> the ladies too. Like yeah, Jack yeah. says, mate, it doesn't matter where they go, whether it be in Sydney or wherever. He said, when Dom walks into the room, it's like every, all the heads turn around. Yeah, and he's a good-looking fella. He's a lovely bloke yeah. and good on him, mate. He's he, he's on the up and up. Don't yeah. want to see him go. What about Another twelve months? Uh, well, I tell you what, it's not just him. The whole country in the game. St. Helens, can you believe this, Matty? And you played over there in England as well. Can you believe that St. Helens have come out to Australia to take on this force, which is Penrith, on their home soil in summer and have beaten them? Can you actually believe that? It's. I think it's a. It's a. I think it's a bigger feat than when Wigan came out and beat Brisbane in Brisbane mm. at that time. It's uh, fantastic. Just so good for the game. It's. It's brilliant. Uh, see the, the reaction after the game. I didn't like. Honestly, I, I didn't give them the chance. I just thought, playing out at Penrith in the summer, uh, I, I just thought that you know Nathan's kicking game alone would be too much for him. There, there's no doubt, like the the cyclonic conditions that blew up before the game, it did help them because they won the game on back, on the back of a really rushing aggressive defence, and they were able to put uh, Penrith in the phone box. Uh, but that was but. You know, it's very easy to say. I've heard people say before, they said, oh, it's clear that you know, Penrith underestimated them. No, well, give them credit. Mate, they get out, they went out there and just went at Penrith with their aggression. And they, they forced the win. They forced Penrith into errors. They forced guys like Nathan into errors, uh, Luai and whatnot. It was, Penrith just couldn't get going. That, and they were, there was no doubt they were surprised by, by how good they played. Hey, Matty, I... I've asked a few colleagues here at SEN this question. Now, obviously, the chatter... You didn't ask me. No, I didn't ask you. It's a serious question, Brian. Um, So, Parramatta have kept Mitchell Moses, which is fantastic. He's knocked back the West Tigers. Good good luck to Parramatta. Let me ask you this question. Last year in the grand final, as they're running out, they said, hang on a minute, hang on a minute. Uh, Mitchell, you put on the Panthers jersey, and Nathan, you put on the Parramatta jersey. Who do you think wins that grand final? Does Mitchell get it done with the Panthers, or does Nathan, is Nathan too good for Parramatta? Mm, that's tough. I, just having a look at the makeup of the of the of that Penrith pack, I still think Penrith find a way to get it done. I still think as great a player as as Nathan is, and great as he can get, I I still reckon. My belief is I still think Penrith get it done with the players they got. Dylan Edwards was Clive Churchill medalist. Mm. Coruscant was brilliant. So was Luai. Uh, I think I think Penrith still get it done with this. And like, it, it's and it's a big, it's really split people. Yeah, you know, with the money Mitchell's getting, is it overs? Maybe yeah, you know, slightly. But at the bottom line, it's supply and demand. Exactly. There's just there's so few halves out there. There are a few quality one. Um, you, you demand top price and. And uh, yeah, he stayed. I I started to get a suspicion that he was going to go to the Dogs, maybe the Tigers. But yeah, well, well done to uh, Parramatta for hanging on to him because if they'd lost him, as I said before, just with how many halves, how few halves there are in the competition, geez, that would have set them back a fair way. Now, Matthew, I opened up the Daily Telegraph today, and on the back of it, your son, 
Uh, he's everywhere at the moment. Are you going to start charging him board now? He's, I know he's on the $1,000 a week train and trial, Connor, but surely now he's starting next week. That's the rumours. Well, you're going- having the big question with um, with Scarlett. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I Why know. don't you do it mm. together? Well, she was not earning money, any money. No. <laughs> Where Cooper, boom, here yeah. we go. You going to charge him? It's... Fletch, I would love to. Like, yeah, you know, I'm a tight ass, but mate, he's a whole, he's a, he's a whole nother level, right? So when <laughs> I was sitting on the couch with him, when man, when Cronulla were playing, and they needed something like five offloads, and he's going, mate, drop it, drop it, and they turn it over, and you say to the dogs, hang on to the ball, boys, hang it on, Kyle, kick it into touch, and I was, I said, what's going on? He said, oh, mate, if we um. You know, we're up for the $100,000. And I said, oh, well, that's good for the club. And he said, no, no, the boys are starting to text around in group chats going, right, who do we who do we hit up? How do we divide this money up? So even mate, when we go out for a meal, like with the older bloke, I'll say, uh, you know, we're going to get something to eat. And I'll say, here, mate, I'll, I'll fix it up. He goes, no, no, let me give you half. I said, no, no, come on, mate, I'll do it. the older, mate, the younger bloke doesn't even... Like it just there's nothing now. There's not even thanks. It's just like he basically goes, Are you ready to go? And I go, Yeah, no worries. I walk up and just pick it up. So as far as picking doing board, because when he came back he said initially it was it was sort of a little strange for us because he hadn't lived at home for four or five years. But it was very strange for him. He just goes, Oh mate, mum's killing me. She's always wanting to cook for me and oh it's mate she honestly she's driving me mad. He goes, I think I might go and um, you know get a place and rent. I said, mate, go for it. Because I knew, he, he was just naive to what the rent prices yeah. were. He came back about one o'clock and goes, you know what, I might just stay here for a while. I said, of course you will. Yeah, so, that's no, good, mate. You want to get off to a good start with a new club. It's only trial football and, uh, but, you know, it's a blow for Manly. Like, Shuey, watching uh, Josh play in that game, man, it, like, he had a difficult year last year, but two years ago I was saying he was my favourite player to watch. Just got, you know, big bloke with such beautiful skills. Um, so it's a bit of a calf tear, but they said he'll be back for round two. So And Coop's under no illusions of what his role is there. You know, he's back up to those two boys. And he's just got to, he's just got to you know, hold his end up when he gets called up. So what does that mean, um, Matthew, now? If he's on a $1,000 a week... But if you yep. go into the top thirty, then you negotiate a contract. Is that how, is that how it works? He's in the top thirty. No, because he gets a shot. Yeah, yeah, he, he, yeah. He's what, what had happened. Fletch was. It's all they've had to pause on it because of the. I, I believe the CBA agreement. Yep. That's the thing that's holding it up at the moment. They're waiting for that to to go through, and then he goes into the top thirty squad. And, okay. And I'm not sure what the agreement. Well, I'm not exactly sure of the nuances of it. Um, but uh, yeah, that, that's why what's been the hold up. They're just waiting to settle that. So um, yeah, I mean that should be done. You'd hope sooner or later. All this talk, you know, they're talking about strike. I, I just can't even see it. I think I think the players players are entitled to have a voice. I get that, but I think they got more. I think they got too much respect for the fans and go on strike. Thanks for listening to the best of the run home with Joel and Fletch. And you had been pumping and pumping and pumping this bloke up, Brian Darren Coleman. And I'll be honest with you. I've never been that close to the rugby, but mm. this bloke in this interview has made me just go, mm, what do I need to know about this sport? Very relaxed, yep. uh, very funny, very and quite interesting fella. Coach of the Waratahs, I'm going to tell you, he's going to be a coach for a very long time at that level. 
But he is one of Brian's favourites, and he's been saying we need this man on. He calls him DC. I don't know DC as well as Brian knows him, so I call him the coach of the Waratahs, and I call him Darren Coleman. He's on the line. G'day, Darren. <laughs> Hello, boys. How you going? Ah, uh, going good, mate. What What have you? Uh, were you in a high powered meeting? Why couldn't we speak to you till exactly five oh five? Mate, I was on a tram. I had about a oh. hundred people packed around me. Yeah, I was coming back out of the city. Oh, so, nice. Uh, I'm sitting in my car now. I'm all good to go. Where did you go? What were you on the light rail for? Mate, I had to go down the city. I had a meeting in there after training this morning. So, uh, yeah, it took a bit of time, but it was uh, it was scenic. It was uh, People were friendly. It was great. Oh, good. good. You're in your 50s, Darren, now. <laughs> How did you celebrate your 50th? Mate, uh, yeah, I just did it. I just did it. I just hope me, if my hundredth is doubly big as that, I'll be in some trouble. But, um <laughs> No, I had, uh, had a few mates up at uh, at my brother's pub up in Newcastle, and we uh, a bit of dress up, a bit of seventies theme, and uh, everyone had a great time. Oh, who'd you go dressed as? Please say Buzz Rothfield. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I would have spent I would have spent the day putting shit on people. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's a li- he listens too. He's a, he listens. Yeah. He's a, now, hey, hey mate. Um, I was just saying. I was just saying. Um, DC, how we've had Lockie Smith on. We had Will uh, Harris on. They seem like really genuine good blokes, and I mean. A lot of people are a lot of players are a reflection of their coach. I got to had a beer with you. You, you. You're quite easy to get along with. This team that you've assembled, have they all bought into to, to your coaching philosophies? Yeah, mate. I think footballs in general, like uh, I call it the eighty ten ten split. Like eighty percent of footballers are, are just genuine good blokes that you want to be around. There's there's one that you can sort of give or take, and there's probably one in every ten you you give the wide berth to. But um, the group we got here now, there uh, I think what what makes them such a good group is 90% of them went through the 2021 season, and they never won a game. And it was um, it was tough going for them, like uh, getting bagged by their own supporters. No one turned up the games. I think they went on 15, and uh, yeah, I think for them to go through that, it sort of humbled them. Because some of them come out of out of schools as, as stars and make all the Aussie twenties teams get signed early. So to have that sort of kick in the butt, I think grounded them. And now we're sort of on the rebuild. I think they're enjoying that. But uh, I think generally, I'd, I wouldn't say our team's any better blokes than, than the next team. But they're all they're all having a good time. They've all bought in, and we're enjoying the ride. What's a pass mark, Darren? This season? Yeah. Oh, mate, we. Yeah, we we got into six last year. Was halfway up the ladder. Like I, I wouldn't be. I'd be lying if I said I didn't have eyes on getting in the top four. You need to. You sort of need a home semi. You don't want to be going over to New Zealand in the playoffs to try and win your way into the grand final. So um, yeah, we'll, we'll be having a crack at that. But it's hard. There's three or four really good Kiwi teams. The Brumbies who we got tomorrow night are, are super strong. The Reds. So there'll be a fair few teams all with their eyes on the same prize. My colleague has always wanted to be a talent scout in rugby, and he's been telling me waxing lyrically for years about this kid, Max Jorgensen. (laughs) Tell us about him. (laughs) Yeah, from what I hear, uh, Fletcher's good mate, Uncle Nick, is out on him. So uh, (laughs) we claim that one. We don't don't get too many. So, yeah, good kid, mate. As you said, I think I heard someone say, son of a gun, his old fella Pete was a... Not too dissimilar. I seen a photo in the paper today of actually of them both at the same age, and 
the, the spitting image. Mm. Um, his old man Pete was a Wallaby that then went to the to the Roosters, and I think he switched to the Panthers in Super League days. But um, good kid, really quiet actually. He's a, he's a humble, quiet kid. Um, great on his feet, good speed. But what sort of impresses me most is he's got an ability to to position other players. He's not just. A, I think his dad was more of a finisher on the end of the line, Max. Max got a bit of footy about him around putting other blokes away, and and we've got no doubt tomorrow they'll they'll get into him. Nick White will be putting up high kicks, and and they'll be roughing him up. But if we didn't think he'd get out of it, we wouldn't throw him in. Did you think? Um, obviously, uh, Curtly Beale with, with his uh, issues going on, was Max always going to be in your eyes be, be starting round one? I'll be honest, and, and probably not. Yeah. Again, and full credit to the. To his dad, actually, when we first met, his dad said, "This kid will be starting starting fullback by round one." And I didn't believe him at the time. Um, I thought it was just maybe a an over overzealous father, which you get a bit. But mate, he wasn't too far off it. Um, we we probably had designs on him doing a bit of an apprenticeship with Curtly and under Curtly. Um, but he's done some things in the trials. We've got another winger out, Dylan Peach. It's sort of opened up uh, an opportunity for him. And it's not, he hasn't Stephen Bradbridge's way in. He's, he's, he did enough in, in those trials to say that he can handle it. He scored a ripper of a try against the Reds two weeks ago. And um, so, yeah, to answer your question, I, I wouldn't have thought he'd originally, three or four months ago, I wouldn't have thought he'd be ready to start. But he's just been, he's been carving up. Our, B, our other guys and train and week in week out, so he deserves a shot. Hey, D. So, what are you getting around on the uh, on the idiot box? Uh, are you into Netflix? <laughs> are you into all those streaming uh, sort of things? <laughs> Mate, I do a little bit. Yeah, yeah I'm uh, I'm in a stand stand follow the rugby. Of I'm course. a mad Yellowstone fan. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I stick with the stick stick with my. Suppose you don't get a lot the whole time with a couple of kids as well. I'm, I get trapped into Disney. What is it, Disney? TV or whatever it is, I, I spend a, uh, that gets on the TV a bit. But no, I'm uh, I'm more sport, sport documentaries type things. My go. Right, and I, I and I hear when you're sitting down watching a little bit of Disney, Disney Channel, <laughs> you like you like your red you like your Red Bull and your and your Coca Cola. That's what I'm hearing. Oh, no, I don't know about Red Bull. I got a I got a dodgy ticker. She she sends me over the the Red Bull, but uh, yeah, I, I'm I'm partial to a Diet Coke. Okay. And I, yeah, Only yeah, reason I say this, uh, we had Matty Johns on before, uh, this has come across my uh, desk. Drinking Coke and Pepsi, either or, it leads to larger testicles uh, and, and more and more testosterone. So they, they did a test wow. on, all these, on all these mice and they had three groups of mice, one that drank water, another that drank different levels of Coca-Cola and Pepsi. And downstairs... Huge, huge Brilliant. growth area. 75 percent of the uh, of the testicles. Huge so, growth corridor. So you know, I'm about to turn my car off and buy another car. Yeah, go go and get a big gulp from uh, from. But this is quite interesting reading because you know we always hear the bad things about um, drinking uh, sodas, as Didn't they it? call them, soda <laughs> soda pop. So now you've got now you've got a um, a reason to drink it. Yeah. Not that I'm saying you. I'll give it a go. Your your, no. your, ca- your cags are in here. <laughs> I mean, I think you've got big well, cags. Will be happy too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, that just means more kids. You don't want that. You don't want that.